You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 24, Exception to the Rule. A gentleman approached me, myself, and I, offering his business card, a flash of white embossed with elegant gold script which said, Valdor Extantius, Chairman of the Cognoscenti. Allow me to introduce myself. Hmm? Before we begin, I must tell you that you and your fellow travelers are being held for several reasons, some of them exceedingly grave. Since you were apprehended by the Imperial Navy, the Emperor's Intel Services have launched a full-scale investigation of all of you. In the course of our inquiries, we have discovered that you appear to be the outlier of the group, the exception to the rule, as it were. Oh? And when you were seized in the coastal waters of Aspire, the dark child with whom you arrived had in her possession an encrypted data transfer module. Now, exactly how a child came to acquire a device of such sensitivity is the question that we must answer, hmm? Me, myself, and I's instincts warned him. Say nothing that may be used against you later. The chairman glanced at the other tribunal members, then turned back to me, myself, and I. Uh, there is also the matter of the ass. Uh, forgive me, but uh, you do not appear to be the type of gentleman accustomed to travel in the company of common barnyard animals. Hmm? Indeed, I am not. And the snake, he, uh, it positively reeks of untrustworthiness. Indeed. I must say, I never felt right about that one myself. As a courtesy, I will let you know that the snake has aroused deep suspicion among the Emperor's advisory council. There are many here who have had unpleasant experiences with snakes in the past, so I assure you that the talking snake is not a welcome addition to Aspire. Why, yes, of course. Personally, I abhor snakes. Furthermore, let me tell you what one of our emissaries said when he learned of your arrival. Quote, if an enemy gathered in invading force with the sole intent of striking fear and revulsion into the hearts of all aspirants, he could not have assembled a more repugnant menagerie. A blackened child with a grotesque four-legged black incubus attached to her, a talking snake, and a talking ass. End quote. Well, I... I... I assure you, sir. However, I call your attention to the fact that the emissary did not name you among the others. Oh? Well, that's a relief. (laughs) In fact, in the course of our investigation, we discovered that Count Tilio of the Narses speaks very highly of you. Oh, really? Do tell. That is why a number of us, myself included, suspect that you may not be so closely aligned with that motley band of freaks. Ah. You are very perceptive, sir. It is true that I have always been careful to maintain a distance between myself and those others. So why exactly did you end up traveling with them? Oh, you've no idea how many times I've asked myself that very question. So me, myself, and I told the story of how he came to be stranded on top of the Great Barrier's stone wall, and how one day Cassie, Jet, and Sly discovered him there. 
begin to tell you how extraordinarily frightening it was. I had never seen such weather in my entire life. Why, the rains, they were falling in extraordinary force. And the winds, Hmm. Still, once they helped you down from the stone wall, you had no obligation to join them. What made you decide to take up with a strange dark child, her stranger black pet, and a talking snake, of all things? Well, believe me, I certainly had my doubts. But when they told me of their plan to meet with the Emperor, I thought, perhaps the Emperor could help me too. After all, everyone knows that the Emperor can do everything, solve all problems, accomplish the impossible. I see. So you have no knowledge of the Dark Girl's assassination of the Crow's brother. What? Next, when Sly is brought before the tribunal, the second phase of divide and conquer is set in motion. <laughs> <laughs> 